0: This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Kim Kardashian was spotted out again with Pete Davidson from Saturday Night Live. Hmm. Yeah, they were on a roller coaster together on the weekend. Uh, the picture was snapped. They were holding hands. Sources close to the two saying they're just friends. However, they had a romantic dinner on a rooftop in New York City on Tuesday
1: night. Okay, now. Just the two of them. Hmm. You know, I, I could buy the just friends on the roller coaster thing, but... Hmm. The
0: romantic dinner, you're not feeling it. Mm-hmm. Source says, Pete arranged the dinner on the rooftop. It was just the two of them. They were quietly able to sneak in and out, and then they were spotted with a group of people at another New York uh, City hot spot later that night.
1: So it's not like they're trying to hide it, you know? Another
0: source says, Kim likes Pete and is, quote, intrigued by him. Hmm. So are we.
1: <laughs> How does he keep landing the, the hottest women Yeah, I think once in you, entertainment? Once you land one really hot woman, like Ariana Grande, super hot in her career, very beautiful. I think once you get to that standard... You get to stay at that standard as a celebrity, you know? Well, because
0: the other women are like, okay, there's got to be something I don't know about this guy.
1: Exactly. Or like, good, Ariana Grande saw something in him. So, you know, there must be something going on there. I love the headline
0: Barstool Sports put out earlier in the week Does Pete Davidson have an 18
1: inch? unit that shoots dollar bills. <laughs> <laughs> well I watch I watched some of his stand up and obviously Ariana Grande said he had a huge member and that's you know why he had so much confidence or something like that. But in his stand up he's like, I do not and that was the worst thing she could have said. Everybody's like, oh that's amazing. You're gonna hook up but now every time he hooks up with somebody, they're, they're like disappointed something crazy. I mean maybe it's average maybe it's bigger than average but he said in his stand up that it was a curse that she put on him basically. The bar has been set too
0: high or too long in this case. <laughs> too too girth the too bar girthy. is too girthy, yeah. <laughs> the bar has been set too girthy. <laughs> Let us know Kim Kardashian cuz we are also intrigued what is Pete Davidson doing? He's doing something right, that's for sure. Zeppelin, rock and roll, it's Taz and Jim. Sometimes I'll hear a song like that and I'll be like, wow, imagine hearing that song on the radio for the very first time. I mean, it, that song's older than me. It's mm-hmm. existed the entire time I've been alive.
1: Yeah. But
0: imagine you're living your life and then one day... Here's a new song by Led Zeppelin.
1: That song comes on a mind blower. Oh yeah, yeah, I love those stories. The lead singer of Kings of Leon used to be, uh, his dad was a pastor and didn't let them listen to rock and roll music and they tell stories of like them driving away, uh, away from their dad and like turning on the radio to like the evil station. Devil's hearing music. certain rock and roll songs for the first time, it sounds like a great experience.
0: That whole album, Led Zeppelin four, just incredible. That's the one, of course, with the old man with the sticks on his back. Mm-hmm. Y- you know the cover. Yeah. Some, some killer jams on there. I was just reading uh, about the album, and there is only one song in the Led Zeppelin catalog that is a duet. I didn't realize it was a duet until I saw this. It's on Led Zeppelin 4. Any guesses, Jim? Misty Mountain Hop? I don't know. Battle of Evermore. Hmm. Yeah, there uh, there is another voice on that song. It is a female named Sandy Denny, and she was part of the British folk scene. Robert Plant didn't feel right about how the song sounded with him singing both parts, so they brought in Sandy Denny. This whole time, I thought it was Robert Plant singing back up to himself. Listen.
1: That's Sandy. It sound like Robert Plant's falsetto. Yeah, hitting the high notes. Yeah.
0: What a feather in Sandy Denny's cap, though. Yeah, unfortunately, nobody
1: knows about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Thanks for telling us now, Rob. <laughs> hey in other classic rock news this is gonna be a huge payday for Bruce Springsteen he is currently negotiating the sale of his music catalog all those great jams for the low low price of what would you guess I'm gonna guess uh, 60 million dollars 60 mil yeah higher really way That's higher. All Bruce Springsteen's 150.
1: I'm going 150. Higher. No way. 300? Higher. Half a billion dollars. Lower. Okay,
0: just tell me now. 350 million dollars, reportedly, Bruce Springsteen wants for his catalog. Good for him, man. He'll probably get it.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's going to have to be a lot of movie soundtracks to make that money back. But eventually, over... 20 to 30 years you would probably movie soundtracks TV
0: commercials yeah yeah etc etc and I guess Bruce has uh, has stable fees to pay for his daughter (laughs) it's not cheap when your daughter gets into horseback riding right you gotta find the money somewhere to pay for all that hay she's an Olympian Taz yeah she's a medalist Uh so if you want to if you're looking to invest with some buddies in in something that uh, you know that uh, is kind of fun and could make you some big cash down the road 350 million dollars scrape it together you could buy Bruce Springsteen's catalog and this story's pretty intense just a warning here uh if you're you're traveling with some young ones in the car um you may have seen this online. Story is, is definitely making the rounds. A 60-year-old man named John Eisenman of Spokane, Washington, has been charged with first-degree murder in the death of a 19-year-old. Um, the 19-year-old was his daughter's boyfriend who allegedly sold his daughter into the sex trade.
1: This is wild.
0: Yeah, um, the, the father, uh, killed him, put him in the trunk of an abandoned car. Um, he apparently had told a neighbor that he had killed somebody. Mm. They called the police. And also there was, um, there was a stench, as you can imagine, coming from the vehicle. So, uh, his body was discovered eventually in the abandoned car.
1: Hmm. Wow, if this if this went down the way that this guy claims it did, I don't want to make light of the situation, but it is kind of like the movie Taken. Your daughter gets kidnapped. 100%. The trade, the dad goes I'm on picturing a
0: rampage. Liam Neeson. Yes. The, the daughter was taken to Seattle where this aspiring pimp, her boyfriend, sold her. And when the dad found out, he drove to Seattle to get his daughter and whatever happened he ended up killing this young man with a cinder block and stabbing him a number of times
1: can't say i blame the guy but i will say he made the mistake by not going to the police right away after it was done you know what i mean i feel like you would you would almost get
0: some or not going place. to the police beforehand
1: that too that too but sometimes yeah sometimes I, the police can't i do, do i
0: don't condone what no. he did but i do understand as a father of a daughter he, losing it yeah, and not, not being able to control yourself if you're in that situation, but you really got to think about the long-term consequences and what's best for you and your family because now potentially your daughter is obviously in a very tough place. She's not going to have her
1: dad around potentially because you could be going to jail for who knows how long. It's going to be interesting to see what the jury does if it goes to a jury trial because I just watched a short documentary on YouTube and it was about a dad... Whose son was kidnapped by a guy, and then when the when the uh, kidnapper was being escorted through the airport, he was hiding at a a cell or sorry, um, a payphone with glasses and a hat on, kind of discreetly. The dad was. The dad was. He turns around, shoots the guy in the head point blank. Obviously, kills him. It goes to trial. He's completely let off
0: because the guy had kidnapped his son. Yes. So, I mean, sympathetic jury, man, yeah, you, you can see it know. happening because again, I, am a father and I put myself in that situation and I'm not saying I would make the same choice, but I would understand the feelings and emotions that would lead you to making those choices. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not thinking clearly,
1: not knowing what you can do to protect your, your child yeah, and you'd go crazy if, you know, sometimes it goes to trial and the, and the guy's let off with probation or something, and it just is not equivalent to the damage he's done to somebody.
0: Just uh, another warning here. We're talking about uh, topics pretty intense. Um... Dad killed daughter's beau with a cinder block after he sold her to sex traffickers. This is in Washington down in the States, Spokane. Washington, a 60-year-old man has been arrested, charged with first-degree murder of his daughter's 19-year-old boyfriend who apparently sold her into the sex trade, to sex traffickers out in Seattle. And he went and got his daughter back and, and killed the man that he thought was responsible. Um, we have a call here. Go ahead, you're on the air. i
2: just like to comment on your guys' little article about the uh, dad that killed the guy uh, for selling his daughter for sex trafficking. Yeah. First-hand experience. I had to go to Calgary to get my daughter back from this.
0: Come I on. Called the
2: cops. Nope, 100% true. It was all over Facebook uh, last year when I was trying to find her. Called the cops. They did absolutely nothing for me. They were watching this place to build their case against these guys for two years. The only reason they went and moved on my daughter is because I was ripped the place apart. I wasn't going to stop until I found her.
1: So
0: you were interfering with their investigation? 100%. And who was it that uh, that groomed your daughter and manipulated her into, into being a part of that?
2: This was one of her close friends. In high school, new student, they became
0: friends, and it was grooming for two years is what I found out. Male or female?
2: Uh, Female. But it's a female introducing her to males who become her boyfriend. Right. Now my daughter's 18, and she's right back in Calgary doing it all over. Willingly now. No. Because of the grooming and brainwashing that they do. They do not know any better because they're taught that this is normal. So I 100% support this guy for killing him. It is a huge organization, and nobody realizes how big this is, and it is big in Oxford County. Mississauga, that's where they're stationed out of. Hamilton, you can go call Peel Police in uh, Mississauga. I made a big ruckus there because that's where they led me to believe she was. Uh, They use your social media to get a hold of them. And they use social media to make you think they're somewhere where they're not. So she was literally sold to Ukraine and was within hours of being killed before I found her. Because they had too much heat on them because I was running around Calgary.
0: Well, it sounds like a terrible situation to be in because now what do you do? Do you you keep fighting? Do you keep making the noise and put your daughter at risk? Or... Do you let her be a part of this this terrible uh, thing that's going on?
2: There's absolutely nothing I can do because she's 18, and they make it out that she's having fun making money. What she doesn't realize is when they're done with her, she's gone.
0: I feel terrible for you, brother.
2: It's just the way it is and I can't do anything about it. I have to
0: accept it. Thanks for sharing. I, I mean, the... Uh, uh, it's good to know that this isn't just something that happens in movies, right Jim?
1: Yeah yeah and there's other parents out there going through a similar thing And if you can find them online and ask for advice I, man it's just such a heavy topic. I, I wouldn't know what to do but yeah you know, I wish
0: I knew what to say. I wish yeah. I could do or say something that would make this go away for that uh, that man and his and his daughter but uh, you know uh, him sharing is it gets the conversation going, gets you thinking about it. talk to your kids. And he mentioned social media a number of times. Make sure you know who your kids are interacting with online. Mm-hmm. Scary world out there. I
1: want to see you peacock, cock, cock,
0: you peacock, cock. Time for your sports. Peacock, Devin peacock, peacock, peacock from Global peacock, News Radio is here, and they're Xing a name off the Stanley Cup, peacock, Dev.
3: Yeah, they have quite literally Xed out the name of Brad Aldrich, who was on the Stanley Cup. From when the Chicago Blackhawks won back in uh, 2010, uh, there is a picture that is uh, being shared, courtesy of keeper of the cup. This is the guy that literally uh, looked after the Stanley Cup, and where Brad Aldrich's name was, there are now a bunch of X's. So the gate, the names go Paul Vincent X X, 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 X X Mark Bergevin, and then on and on and on. And this is a process that the Chicago Blackhawks had to request. You, you, there's so many dumb things that have come along for this. Can like, the NHL just not say, listen, we're going to cross this guy off, the the Stanley Cup. Do you need the Chicago Blackhawks to request it? Apparently you do. I thought when they were talking about this, they might replace a panel. I know we're talking about literally a cup here, and they keep adding to it. But when we're having to remove entire Stanley Cup teams because the cup is getting too big as they add to it and as the years go by, you would think they would maybe limit who actually gets their name on the cup
0: because and you don't think the video coach should be on there in the first place.
3: No, I saw like Kevin Dayoff, the assistant general manager, is on there. Paul Vincent is on there. All these other people who are not direct coaches who are not actual players are on there. I mean, if you're the owner, sure, you get to be on there because you own the team. But all these other randos, get off! Like,
0: <laughs> randos. Like,
3: you, you get a you get a ring, fantastic. Get off the cup.
0: You can be in the picture, you get the ring, but there's a finite amount of space on there. Yeah, like Xing off doesn't really get rid of it. People will probably now look for the X's he be like, oh, hey, I wonder where uh, that Brad Aldridge creep used to be on here. Mm.
3: Jay Blunk is on the cup from the 2010 Chicago Blackhawks. Who is Jay Blunk, and why is Jay Blunk on the uh, Stanley Cup? He, he didn't do anything, but I'd say X him off as well. I don't want to see Jay Blunk's name on the <laughs> Stanley Cup.
0: Do you know who Jay Blunk is?
1: I
3: have no idea who Jay Blunk is, but I'm looking at his name right now in the picture. and I don't like it. <laughs>
1: It's funny, though, like, you know, Jerome McGinley never got on the cup. Like, there's so many great players who never made the cup, and Brad Aldrich's name was on it, you know? It's great, though, that this has got a this has got a cut for Aldrich. His legacy come crashing down, kind of? He's
0: facing consequences for his actions, mm-hmm. and he can't be happy that his name is now an X.
1: Well, hopefully there's more
3: X's coming for him in the uh, manner of some sort of... I know he's already gone to jail once, but... These allegations with Kyle Beach, I hope, uh, go even further, and it's more than just a xing of the Stanley Cup that we talk about when we mention his name in the future.
0: <laughs> Jim. How did you meet Sarah, your fiance? How did the two of you get hooked up?
1: At a bar, randomly, just bumped into each other, started chatting. Sure, yeah. Had a couple Burt Reynolds shots, and the rest is history. Very nice. Uh uh-huh. What about you and your wife? Yeah,
0: I think I'm, we met at the same bar as you and Sarah, yeah, didn't we? Joe Cools. Joe Cools in downtown London. The land of love. <laughs> but we were introduced, uh, she was there with some friends and we were introduced by some friends at the bar. And So kind of a setup. Yeah, of. well, not really. I mean, uh, we didn't get together right away, but it was the beginning of oh. our So our one our of your courtship. friends
1: like, you gotta meet Taz. Tall, dark, and handsome. Yeah, you know I am. Uh, I'm tall.
0: <laughs> <laughs> One out of three ain't bad. Better yeah, than zero. <laughs> okay, we're doing okay uh, because there's a new study that found couples who met on dating apps have a more of a chance of heading for an early divorce. Hmm. You now, d- this is the kind of stuff that's going to start coming out now because dating apps have only been around for you know, 20 years maybe. Yeah, yeah. So they haven't really had time to to study how the relationships go once people hook up online with the the dating apps, the Tinders, the swiping, uh, the Bumbles, the Grinders. (laughs) Whatever you got. (laughs) Whatever you're using. Hinge. This study found that 12% of couples who found their significant other online got divorced in the first three years of marriage Mm. as compared to only 2%. Who met through friends.
1: Huh, that's, it's not a crazy difference, but it's, it's significant enough. Well, 2%,
0: it's 10% more.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, not like, if it was 50%, I'd be shocked, but, um, I wonder what it is, because when your friends set you up with, or when your friends introduce you, you're kind of like, your your bubble, I don't know, breaking up with somebody who's already friends with your friends is mu- much more difficult, I think, Right. 'Cause then you have to worry about losing those friends. Yeah. And well, they Well, they side with her over me. Yeah. And maybe you get along better because they're already in your social bubble, so it makes sense you're all hanging out already. Yeah. I don't
0: know. That's what this this study was titled actually, Relative Strangers, The Importance of Social Capital for Marriage. So the social capital is you you know somebody, they know people you know, you're socializing with them before you end up making a commitment, whereas if you're online, oh, I like the looks of this person, I'll get to know them, and then we'll start a relationship from there, mm-hmm. different situation.
1: Mm. I also think that the, 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 uh, the social media dating sites, the options kind of spoil you to a certain extent, because you go like, well, the grass is always greener, right? So when you get into that system I feel like your brain is set to looking for the next best thing every time. Like you're in swipe mode, even when you're settling down. Sure, I'm married,
0: but I know where to go if I want to find a better wife or husband. Yeah. Maybe.
1: It like rewires your brain.
0: The study also found that the percentage of those likely to split goes up as the years go by. After seven years of marriage, likelihood for divorce for a couple who met through an app shot up to 17%. Hmm. It's 10% for those who met
1: through pals. I wonder how long you have to be married before you just give up, even if you're unhappy. and Just go, oh, this is the best I'm ever going to do, whatever. The that 25 years? <laughs> well, if you wait too long... You're at the point where you got to use old photos of
0: yourself on the dating apps? <laughs> you got to get
1: your grandkids to show you how to use it?
0: <laughs> just say, hey, I, listen, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there right now who met on an app, and they're very happy. We're mm. not trying to... We're just letting you know the numbers that they found with this uh, study. Relative strangers, the importance of social capital for marriage. And what's to say you can't get more social capital... This weekend with your special someone. Sure. Spend some time together. Invest in the, the emotional bank and you'll be fine. You've heard of instant karma. Doesn't get much more instant than this. In Winnipeg, over the weekend, two, uh, two Einsteins were stealing a furnace. And they didn't realize it, but as they were disconnecting the furnace, they caused a gas leak.
1: It seems obvious that that's what's going to happen, no? They passed out. They were out (laughs) cold. The neighbors
0: luckily smelt the gas, called the police. And when the authorities arrived, they found these two napping in the basement. Here is a uh, a sergeant talking about the incident. The first two arriving officers appear in. And they observe two individuals that appear to be unconscious laying within the residence without any consideration for their own safety, as there is a lot of gas emanating. They rush in and they drag the two people out of the residence. The two individuals are subsequently um, brought back to consciousness, I guess, with some air and some time. I don't think we've ever heard of a furnace trying to be stolen. I don't know if they wanted to take it for another location. I'm not sure what the goal
1: was. But nevertheless, uh, in their efforts to remove it, the uh, gas pipe was, was broken. Yeah. It's
0: hard work. <laughs> it's <laughs> Moving true. a furnace?
1: Yeah. they uh, just get a job with Union Gas? Yeah. <laughs> Call Reliance. I'm sure they're hiring. <laughs> I'm surprised one of them didn't light up a smoke, to be honest.
0: <laughs> Butt dangling out of out of his mouth as they're ripping the, the pipe. What's this, What's this pipe do? <laughs> Is there anything worse, though, in Winnipeg, just as winter's about to start getting your furnace stolen?
1: True, yeah. Boy, you wouldn't survive that winter long without a furnace.
0: Like being in Winnipeg getting all your
1: bug spray stolen in the spring. <laughs> Man, the two were
0: detained. They were ultimately released without being charged. What? Yeah, don't know if uh, if the authorities just felt bad for them because they're obviously really, really stupid yeah. or if they may be arrested down the road. Am I going to become a vegetarian here? I seem to be on that path after finding that, that bunny that the neighborhood cat destroyed in my backyard. And now this story you sent me, Jim, about the human meat
1: burger. Yeah, that's a thing. Apparently there's a company uh, in Sweden. It's called Oomph, I think is how you pronounce it. I don't know. We were pronouncing IKEA wrong apparently this whole time. But anyway, it's a Swedish plant-based protein brand. And they released released a thing called Human Meat Plant-Based Burger and I guess this company did... It sounds counterproductive. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess they did countless hours of research into what human uh, meat allegedly tastes like. I don't know the details of the research per se, but they did hours and hours of research chicken, and for Halloween right? released a plant-based human-esque burger it's for people it, to what try. What you say, chicken
0: or pork? I've also heard pork, maybe.
1: That's what a human would taste like? Well, we're 99%... Same DNA as a pig, so probably pork. So I hear.
0: Am I going to get flagged for googling what does a human taste like? <laughs>
1: probably. All of a sudden, Army Hammer requests you as a friend <laughs> on Facebook. What the? We should we should hang out. <laughs> you want to have some? Uh, want to have some human burgers? And what some, does uh,
0: human taste like? Noted cannibals weigh in. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, like veal. Not quite beef, but kind of like veal. See, I don't know if I want to know because veal tastes good. More like goat. Says another noted cannibal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've never had goat meat. It's weirder now than um, sounds weirder than human meat.
0: I'm we sure. tracked down the world's noted cannibals to all weigh in on what
1: human meat tastes like, <laughs> hot or not.
0: Well, who is this for, though? Because why would uh, people who don't eat meat? Have already made the decision that meat isn't good. Do they need to? Why would they want to taste a burger that
1: has human qualities? I think there's enough freaks out there that would want to, but I think the grand scheme was since it's a plant based company is to try to shy people away from eating any meat. And if you're disgusted by human meat, then why aren't you therefore disgusted by? goat meat, or pork, or chicken. Yeah. So I think it was a a publicity stunt, but plenty of people went and ate these human burgers.
0: The phones are ringing right now, I'm afraid to answer, because it might be someone who wants to tell us what human meat tastes like. Hello, Taz and Clarice. (laughs) Hello, you hear that sound? (laughs) It's the lambs, they're screaming, aren't they? (laughs) You and Sarah, your fiancé, Jimmy, you still watching Survivor together?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, oh, we missed it last night, we had a date night last night, but uh, you can always catch up on Stack TV, I think. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, Jeff Probst, celebrating a birthday today as well. Yeah? 60. Good on Jeff, I gotta say, now that you bring that up, he has been losing his voice so much this season, probably because he's getting up there in age, but, dude, he's yelling so hard during the challenges when they're all running around, and this season in particular, he has, like, lost his voice every time. And it's sounding. Uh, you sound a little rough. Yeah, I sound a little rough. Did, how's he looking though? Sixty. He looks like a stud still. You know, yeah, he's got. Uh, he's got it going.
0: This might be the next show that you and uh, you and Sarah get into together. Fox is bringing back Joe Millionaire.
1: Ooh, I remember
0: this. Remember they they tricked a bunch of women into thinking a guy was a millionaire, and then they told him
1: at the very end, "Just kidding." He's a heavy equipment operator.
0: <laughs> he was. He he's a, a construction Yeah, he's a construction guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there is a twist this time around. 20 years ago, Fox made television history with this shocking moment I don't have
1: $50 million. This January, history repeats itself. This is Joe Millionaire with a twist. One of these men is worth over $10 million, the other is not.
2: Wait, what? Who is who? Let the games begin.
1: Game on.
2: I'm not doing drama. That is disrespectful. You're
3: trying to sabotage
0: me.
1: Enjoying ourselves, are we? Joe Millionaire premieres this January on Fox.
0: I love the British butler. <laughs> Alfred, up. Alfred, come in here for a second. One of the uh, contestants has taken a defecation on the floor. <laughs> Uh Joe Millionaire for richer or poorer. So the twist is now one of the guys. There's two of them. So there's two. Okay, one of them is actually rich, and the other guy is not rich. Mm. And and the uh, the women vying for their attention have no idea who's <laughs> who. So,
1: Interesting. Yeah, you, in? you like kinda, it? I kind of am. I kind of am. Also, mostly just for the glorious final episode when you really see the look of fear go through the lady's eyes. Yeah, she finds out she picked the the poor guy because they know ahead of time that one guy's rich, right? Or yeah, they, they, yeah, they yeah, told
0: yeah. them in the in, at the start yeah, of the thing. It's like one guy's rich, one guy's not. So they gotta kind of collect the clues, I
1: guess, over the season to figure out who's actually got money. Yeah, hmm. I kind of I kind of wish the guy one guy was way richer because. Being winning, winning the bachelorette or the bachelor, you probably make 10 mil, you know, no, through. not, not, you don't get awarded 10 million, but you become a quasi celebrity and an Instagram influencer and you probably, you, you become rich after regardless, right?
0: I don't know if you'd make $10 million though. We know some Eventually. people who have been contestants on the bachelorette
1: and they didn't make $10 million off of it. They that. didn't win suckers. They got like 10 grand (laughs) followers on social media. That's it. But if you win... (laughs) My
0: question is, will we know who is the the millionaire? Mm. Or are we guessing along as viewers the whole time? We don't know which is the rich guy and which is the poor guy. That's kind of fun. Yeah, that'd be good. The uh, show has already been filmed. Joe Millionaire for Richer or Poor will premiere in January. McConaughey or McConaughey? (laughs) Celebrating Matthew McConaughey's 52nd birthday, Warren is our contestant. Hey, Warren. Good
1: morning, guys. Just on a little break from work, huh? Yeah. Hey, Warren, what's your last name? Peace? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want, Just buddy. a funny little Warren Peace joke. Start things off here, get the ball rolling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Matthew McConaughey is going to give you a fact
0: about himself. Tell you a little little something. It might be true. It might be false. If you think it's true, you got to say Makana, hey. If you think it's false, you say Makana, nay. Mm. Got it. Okay, Warren? Yep. Matthew, take it away, buddy.
1: All right, well, you know what I always respect is a jack-of-all-trades, master of none, and I put myself in that category. When I was in college, I actually used to be a bit of a musician, percussion mostly. I was in a band and, uh, you know, played the bongos, a little, little tambourine here and there, coffee shops, bars, not too long, but I did drop out and go to film school. But that band that I was in eventually became the Spin Doctors. All right, all right, all right. Was Matthew McConaughey
0: McCona- in The Spin Doctors?
1: McConaughey. You got it. I, that was a bold like lie. I can't, <laughs> I, I'm smiling here. <laughs> I can't even contain myself. <laughs>
0: You were confident on that one. I feel like uh, like Warren has every Spin Doctors album at home. <laughs> Big Spin Doctors guy. Got posters guy. and everything. <laughs> yeah.
1: Next one: Hay or McConaughey? You know, a lot of people say I'm a I'm a beautiful man. Hey, I'm not going to argue with them. But I actually, I went through a bit of a rough phase in in high school. I had severe, severe acne, and uh, you know, I thought I, at one point I might have to get surgery and fixed my face, but cleared up on its own, and I eventually was a voted most handsome man in my high school. All right, all right, all right. McConaughey. That's correct, my man. He's That's on true. fire. <laughs> McConaughey, you had bad acne, huh? There you go. It happens to the best of us, you know? Anybody out there with a the little pimple, little lid here and there, no big deal. You'll grow out of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, they say you can take the South... No, wait, how's this? Oh, God, I shouldn't have smoked already. They say you can take the boy out of the South, but you can't take the South out of the boy. You got it. Case in point, my backyard filled with dozens of trailers. All right, all right, all right. You have a big mansion? You got
0: a bunch of trailers in the backyard? Why not? A little little McConaughey trailer park.
1: I'm going to say McConaughey on that one. You are incorrect, man. What do you think? Of course, I've got... Ten, at least ten Airstream trailer. You know those ones, Taz? Is like the silver, they, the yeah, silver bullets. Hills yeah. have eyes. You know that kind of. They, but they're sweet. I got I, I, my friends come over. They drink a little red wine, have a couple cans of tuna. This is all true. And they, uh, so my famous friends come over and they stay in my, my trailers when I invite them to my mansion. All right. Next one here, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I am love nature. I love getting out there. I love to hunt, but I don't really like killing deer. So, you know, I will go out with my gear on. I will hunt, but I'll hit that deer with a tranq, put him in a little deer nap, sneak up on him, leave. put a tag on his antler it says, McConaughey was here. Let him live see another day. You, you like right. to deer hunt I but, do. but you just
0: put them to sleep and
1: then you release. Catch and release It's like taro practice and then I, I always find that it's going to be funny when somebody else does eventually bag that deer RIP but they will bag it and there'll be a tag on a santler in the back. Well, McConaughey actually here? Alright. <laughs> I'm going to say McConaughey. Alright. You're right again man. You got it. Obviously I've said it uh, several times in this, this interview. I love saying alright, alright, alright. In fact I try to trademark it. Why wouldn't I? You know, put on a t shirt, put on a mug. Is this the last fact? This is the about last yourself? fact. This okay. is the last one. Matthew McConaughey tried to trademark the phrase, all right, all right, all right. But I did, but somebody already had it. Remember, you know, Mongo Jerry? The guy who's like, when the weather, summertime, and the weather was how you yeah. women. That guy already had it. So I don't, I couldn't get it. It expires in about 10 years. I'm hoping to get it then. <laughs> uh, uh, Wait, hey, I'll play McCona- you a clip of the song. McConaughey. I'm going to say McConaughey on that one. What'd you say,
2: Warren? I'm gonna say
1: McConaughey. You are McCona. Wrong. Oh no! That you made that up? I made that up. It sounded believable though. Eh? It did. sounded That's- super believable. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, no. Shout out to Mongo Jerry though. <laughs> hey, I I think you got enough
0: for the win here. I think so. Didn't three, you get three out of three five? Out five. Congratulations, three. Warren. You're getting a hundred dollars. <laughs> In Lotto Max tickets, if you win $35 million, we'll also let you go stay in one of Matthew McConaughey's trailers for the night, okay? I hope you like tuna and red wine. (laughs) Here's a fun headline. Well, not fun for the person involved in the story. Man eaten by piranhas after jumping into lake to escape bees.
1: Oh, no. Out of the fire and into the... Frying pan. Isn't that the old saying? Out of the frying
0: pan into the fire. That's no, what it is. Yeah, I believe yeah, the yeah. saying is now, out of the beehive into the Piranha Lake.
1: <laughs> Damn, where was he?
0: He was in, uh...
1: Because that's what not where my next vacation is, the bees and Piranha Land. Yeah,
0: this was Lake Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Imagine.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. That's the I plot know. of
0: a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> John Tory refuses to close down <laughs> the shoreline.
1: No, no, it's summertime. This is our big money getting
0: season. Canada Day's coming up this weekend. We're not closing the lake. <laughs> yeah, the piranhas uh, in Brazil. Okay, okay. So if you're in Brazil, be careful. Thirty year old was fishing with friends, jumped into uh, the lake because the bees were bad. And, yeah, the piranhas got him. I didn't – I've always seen in the movies where the piranhas swarm on you and they can kill you, but I didn't think it – I thought maybe they took a chunk out here and there, but wow. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, I – yeah, that seems like one of those things like quicksand. Like, do they really exist in real life? People are always dying from it in the movies, but you never actually hear hear about it. But, yeah, apparently if you throw a cow, like, in a piranha-infested swamp, it's gone in 30 seconds. Come on. Oh, it's – yeah, insane. All you see is bubbles and – crazy stuff coming up from the water. Oof. All right.
0: I'll take swim in a Brazilian lake off my bucket list <laughs>
1: unless it's the final thing on my bucket yeah. list. But you'll keep on fishing next to a beehive in Brazil <laughs> for the time being.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, that's an unfortunate situation right there.
1: I see you peacock, cop, cop, peacock, it's
0: time for sports. Peacock, Taz and Jim joined by Devin Peacock, peacock from Global peacock, News Radio. Hey, Dev. Hey, guys. Scotty Pippen has written a new memoir. It's called Unguarded, and he doesn't hold back when it comes to Michael Jordan.
3: No, he uh, he goes for it. He calls Jordan hypocritical, insensitive, and says, Michael and I aren't close and never have been. Uh, he did not uh, hold back at all as he was writing this, which is a little bit different than a lot of the narrative he's given Throughout uh, the past couple of uh, years, well, I mean, many, many years, when he's been talking about Michael Jordan, he's never uh, talked about Jordan this way. Uh, He seems to be upset that Michael Jordan made about uh, $10 million off of the uh, last dance documentary that came out last year, and everyone else didn't make a thing, and uh, does not seem to be a Michael Jordan fan.
1: Everybody who appeared in that uh, documentary obviously knew what they were getting into and what they were getting paid before they signed up for it. Like, what do you, you can't complain after the fact. It was Jordan's project. We watched it because Jordan is the goat. Sorry, Scotty, he gets the money. It's
3: also a little uh, hypocritical of Scotty Pippen to be calling someone else selfish. Now he like he does make a good point in terms of uh, Michael Jordan retiring right before training camp, kind of bring over the team because it's hard to replace him at that point, not that you can replace Michael Jordan. However, uh, people may remember back in 1994 when Jordan was off playing baseball, it was Scottie Pippen's team, and in the playoffs in 94, Scottie Pippen refused to go back on the court because Phil Jackson drew up a play for Tony Kukoc instead of him. So if you want to talk selfishness and putting yourself before the team. Well, when Scottie Pippen had a chance to have the Chicago Bulls as his team, he failed in that regard because he didn't even go onto the court. You think Michael Jordan ever would have not gone onto the court? There's no chance.
1: I know he's trying to sell a book, but he's been talking a lot lately, and it's been rubbing a lot of people the wrong way. Maybe... Like I like Scottie Pippen and respect him, but he's almost kind of ruining his legacy right now.
3: There's only so many times I guess you can be called someone's the the robin to someone's Batman before you want to be Batman yourself, maybe. Yeah. I mean uh yeah.
0: Jim, how do you feel about that?
1: <laughs> how much money did you make off the Taz and Jim doc? <laughs> I want to see some of that. Well,
0: you bring up a good point, though. He is trying to sell a book, and if if Scottie Pippen wrote a book about how great him and Michael Jordan got along, would we even be talking about it right now? Probably not. No. Yeah. No. And he who knows he may have called Jordan, and said, "Hey, I'm going to pretend I don't like you, just so I can sell some of the some copies of this book."
3: You know what I want. So, because of this, forget all these, you know, stupid stunt golf uh, matches. I want a one-on-one 50-year-old basketball match between uh, Scotty Pippen and Michael Jordan. Let's oh. put it on the court.
1: Oh, winner gets all the money from either the book deal or the last dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, Michael Jordan takes
0: everything personally. So, I can just imagine how he's going to take Scotty calling him hypocritical and insensitive. Because-